You're listening to The Takeaway with John Hockenberry and Celeste Headley. Good morning. I'm Todd Zwillick. I'm filling in for John all this week. He's out. I'm here, of course, with Celeste Headley. Celeste, you've been watching the Olympics this week? I'm a highlights girl. Other than, like, say, the hockey games, like an actual game, like the U.S. women's victory over China, that I'll watch, right? They stomped it. But other than that, I'm the highlights girl. All right, Detroit girl. You prefer hockey and and not much else. Hockey town. Detroit is hockey town. Well, Celeste, if you do start watching a little bit more, I know you've seen some of the losing because we all have. Uh, Vancouver in uh, in British Columbia hosted the 2010 Games, of course, has pulled out all the stops for this year's Games. They spent about $100 million to construct newer, bigger, and this is the point, faster courses for the world's finest athletes. But bigger isn't always better, and we learned that this week. Uh, last week, U.S. slider, it's a loser, Eric Hamlin, was asked to share his thoughts about Whistler's new luge track, thought to be one of the fastest in the world. We all are good enough sliders, and we have the skills to make it down, so we wouldn't be here if we didn't, and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, the reason we do this sport is to go fast. Okay, that's Aaron Hamlin. I think I called her Eric. But that was before tragedy struck. Since the death of Georgian slider Nordar Kumarakashvili last Friday, the International Olympic Committee took several steps to slow down the course. But that's not the only sport where speed is a double-edged sword. It's dangerous, but also attractive and, and part of a decades-long trend towards speedier and more dangerous winter sports. And in fact, it's all about viewers. It has to be. Jason Stallman is the Olympics editor for our partner, The New York Times. He joins us. He's back with us from, from, from Vancouver. Jason, welcome back. Back. Good morning. Thank you. So, uh, Jason, we all have heard about the luge accident. We should jump off there because it seems to be the epitome of faster and more dangerous sports. Even though sliding isn't new, it reached new heights of dangerousness. We've all heard about the Georgian slider uh, who lost his life, unfortunately. But can you update us on, like, the mechanics, the kinetics of what went wrong, why this athlete unfortunately and tragically lost his life? Sure. The, the luge accident really does touch on so many issues that are at play here. You mentioned Vancouver organizers spending $100 million for the facilities. That's $100 million plus alone for the Whistler Sliding Center, where bobsled luge and the skeleton competition is being held. And from the day it opened, the athletes and coaches and officials involved have noted how dangerously fast the track was. They expected the the sliders and luge specifically to attain speeds of about 140 kilometers an hour. They were about 10 kilometers an hour on average beyond that. And there was a a lot of voice of concern over the past couple of years, a lot of crashes on that track. Um, they didn't rein it in, and um, here's where we stand. Okay, now the the, uh, the international committees, including the International Luge Federation, was defending the track. Listen to uh, Sven Romstad. He's the secretary general of the Luge Federation. This track has been operational for two over two years, and I think we've had somewhat about 5,000-plus runs in the track. And if you look upon the overall... Um, for lack of a better word, the crash ratio, it is on par with other tracks. Now, Jason Stallman uh, of the New York Times, he's saying the crash ratio, for lack of a better term, is right where you'd expect it to be, but that's not what you're seeing. Well, keep in mind that um, Canada had some control over who would use the track in training. Canadian sliders had, on average, about 250 runs per athlete before the Olympics at the the Whistler Sliding Center. Um, The Georgian athlete who died, I believe, had 25 runs before his his fatal accident. So to to take the total number and and, and tally the, the crashes, it seems slightly misleading. 
Okay. So luge is a traditional sport, maybe more dangerous because of a more dangerous track possibly this year. But there are some new sports uh, that fit into the extreme category. We've got to go through them more quickly because it seems less like traditional Olympics and more like the X Games. You've got uh, certainly snowboarding and snow cross, which is, I think, four or possibly more snowboarders on the course at the same time. They do the same thing in downhill skiing uh, with several skiers on the course. It's It sounds exciting, but it, it is exciting, but it also seems like a recipe for uh, broken legs. That's exactly what it is. It sounds exciting. It's uh, it, 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 To us, it seems like a, you know, a bunch of uh, young kids out on a ski slope saying, hey, snowboarding's pretty cool, and we go one at a time. How about we all go at once and see what chaos well, ensues? And, and that sounds sort of like the point, exactly what you just, just described, is to get those 17-year-olds who think it's darn cool to start watching the Olympics, I suppose. Sure. And... Um, <laughs> that's what Olympic officials are faced with. Maybe they have a, a broader audience at this point, but they've also invited danger to a certain extent. Um, the lose death, it's extremely rare to have an accident um, of that magnitude on a sliding track, but just in the past couple of years in snowboard cross and skier cross, there have been more fatalities and there have been far more injuries. It gets really ugly in these sports, and the conditions at Cypress Mountain where these are being held for the Vancouver Olympics, they're not very good conditions right now because of the weather and the snow quality. So we were out talking to the skier cross athletes yesterday, and they were uh, forecasting some doom there. And, and one of your stories in the Times uh, this morning saying that the conditions might even be dangerous for spectators because the fake snow is too deep for them to walk in. Uh, Jason Stallman from the Times, I, I want to ask you this. There's a huge marketing angle for this, uh, trying, as we mentioned, to get uh, younger audiences to watch the Olympics. But it seems like the Olympics is of two minds. The other big sport that gets all of the airplay in the United States is figure skating, which seems to be marketed mostly towards women. There's a lot of uh, fitness commercials and yogurt commercials during skating. And then you whipsaw to extreme uh, exports, snow, uh, uh, you know, X-factor snowboarding, for lack of a better term. Um, has the, is the Olympics sort of struggling to find its marketing footing here? I think just like any other big business, it's doing whatever it can to appeal to as many people as possible. Uh, perhaps this is the first time at, at the international scene it's having to suffer some of the consequences of that on the danger side. Some of the consequences. But there have always been, I guess, a lot of the injuries we've always seen in dangerous sports like hockey. And frankly, figure skating is not safe. There's tons of injuries in figure skating. Um, They tend not to be visible. Right. They're not the violent kind. Right. So um, what concerns have you heard from the athletes who are in things like board cross? Now, they're probably in it because they want to compete in this sport and they overcome the fear in order to win a medal. Are there any legitimate fears of injury? Do they think that somehow the way Canada's or Vancouver's handling their event isn't quite safe for them? No, we haven't heard any athletes in terms in the board sports complain about that. And you're right, it's going to be rare to find an athlete who will admit to being fearful or um, worried about the conditions. But there have been some, you know, have been some complaints from the athletes in the sliding sports about their access to the Whistler Sliding Center in advance of the Winter Games. And a, and a faster a faster course, and without being able to practice, it can wind up dangerous, just as we saw earlier this week. Jason Stallman, Olympics editor for our partner, the New York Times, thanks for joining us from out west in B.C. You can follow our Olympics coverage all this week as we follow the hockey, and yes, the uh, figure skating, and yes, the X-boarding, and uh, extreme skiing, and men's downhill, women's downhill, all this week on the takeaway.